All right, so we're gonna take a moment right now just to share a little bit about what we're praying for this year as a community. Uh, We've been saying that we are people formed by God together for the sake of others. And it's that last part, that for the sake of others part, that sometimes for for many people can get really difficult, right? Uh, For myself, speaking for me, that's the part that is like, oh, do we really have to do that part? (laughs) You know? Um, I'm all about being formed by God, like learning learning more of who God is, like coming to know him through the scriptures and, and prayer and worship. I'm all about the together part. Like I like community. I like getting around you guys, especially people who are easy to get along with, like you guys, right? Uh, and breaking bread together, like sharing meals together, doing life together. Isn't that good? Like, it, yes, it's good. Isn't that good enough? Isn't that the church? Like, doesn't that describe it right there? And shouldn't people just kind of see that, right? And like, that's how they'll know we're, we're Jesus' disciples, by our love for one another, right? And so if people just like, they see the way that we're, how are they going to see it? Is the question, right? How, how will people see our love for one another and this community that comes around one another, even despite our differences, says we're united around the truth of the gospel. We're united around who Jesus is and what he's done for us. We're united by his spirit dwelling among us, living radically different than the world around us if we are hidden away. And that's what Jesus says. Don't don't be like a, a light that you just cover up, right? You hide it away. A light is meant to be seen. And so we are called to be formed by God together for the sake of others in our community, which means we have an outward expression. We have an upward expression between us and God. We have an inward expression of our love for one another that's fueled by God's love for us. And we have an outward expression of love for the world because Jesus came and gave himself and his love fully for you and I, right? And so how how do we see that practically playing out? Uh, This is the point where I would introduce you to each of our Missio communities, our communities of people who are living life together in between Sundays, meeting in homes, sharing meals, sharing their things when necessary. And each of them has a specific missional focus saying, hey, this is who God has called us to bring the good news to, to love, care for, to serve. And, and I would share with you about these different missional communities we have and invite you to join one. But to be honest, the past couple of years have wreaked havoc in our MCs. Uh, 2020 hit. And it was like, we can't even physically go see these people we feel called to go and serve. And we had to find really creative ways. And many of us did that. Many of you guys found really creative ways to still serve and love people and meet their needs and pray for them and even share the good news. And that's been encouraging. But, but in all honesty, it also has still had an impact, right? It's, it's really kind of like, the, we, we were on track and then like the wheels just fell off and we went way over there. It's been a bumpy ride. Um, I don't know if that metaphor makes sense, but it's, it's been different than what we planned for is what I mean. And so currently we have three Missio communities and those three MCs are striving to look at, okay, what does this look like now, God? Uh, how, how do we kind of re-engage with that aspect of what you've called us to be? of serving our community together. And we're figuring it out. So we do have three. You're more than welcome, if you aren't part of one, to come and 
enter into that conversation with us. Um, but we're kind of in the process, each of them, in different ways of redefining and reshaping prayerfully what's that going to look like. My MC, for example, has been coming alongside the Cultivate Youth that we employ at, at Cultivate Coffee uh, and just trying to help pour into them and invest in them. But we're way too big for that right now. When you have like 15 adults, yeah, more people than are in this room right now are meeting in my living room. 15 adults and like 12 kids, little kids running around. And then you try to go serve five teenagers. That's overwhelming for them. And so it hasn't been working that way. So we really need to multiply. We need to be able to send one another out and say, hey, where else in our city is God calling us to be, to invest in, to give our time to? to love and share the good news. And so that's kind of how we're in the process of reshaping, redefining. And I know that that's true of our two other MCs as well in different ways, different questions that they have of what that will look like. And so one of the things I would just want to invite us into is to pray together that God would be leading that for us, that we wouldn't be just strategically planning and trying to come up. Strategy's great, planning's great, but that we would be prayerfully considering and asking for the spirit to lead us and who he's sending us to. Uh, and then we also, honestly, we, we need more missional communities. Anthony and I, as elders, we have a habit of meeting together and on, in my office at Cultivate, we have a giant whiteboard on the wall and we just write out every single one of your names. and We take time to pray for you. Uh, that's our staff meetings. We don't do a lot of planning. Sometimes I get in plan mode and Anthony's like, hold on, Chris, let's pray. <laughs> And so we write out all your names and we spend time praying for you. Uh, and the last time we wrote them, it, it's easy just to think of it like who's in which MC and we write it by that. And it was like my MC was like half of the list, right? And then we have like two other MCs that if you combined them, it'd be the same size. That's lopsided. We got to fix that. And part of that is recognizing too, like, oh, part of that's because Anthony and I are in that MC, leading that MC. And people want to be around the people who have a microphone sometimes, right? Let's just be real. And then they get in my house and they're like, he's not that impressive. He's not that cool. So, so let's work on that. That's, that's just a confession to make right now. Uh, but then we wrote out a list of who's not in an MC, who's not in a missile community. And that actually matched the size of the people in my MC. So, the, so you got like two, it's, it's broken up into thirds, right? a third of it in one MC, a third in two other MCs, and then a third not in a, a group at, at all, a community at all. And there's different stages of life and there's different times where that works and where that doesn't, and that's okay. But also the reality is I don't think there's room in our three MCs to invite those people in. There's just, it's, it's just not. And sometimes it's awkward coming into a thing that already exists. So the other thing I want us to be praying for is that we would actually have more MCs this year being started more leaders being equipped, more people. You, you don't have to be like super trained and like go through seminary and all that stuff. You just have to be willing and available, right? Is, is maybe the spirit calling you to start serving a certain people or place in your community. And we could put some other people alongside you to come alongside you and do that with you. That's a missio community. And we'll, we'll equip you and all the rest of that. Uh, or maybe you're just like, I don't know if I'm ready to commit to that yet, but I'd love to start getting together with some of these people who don't have community too, like me. Let's just start there, right? We could do that. And so those are just some things I want to throw out there. I, I would love for us to take some time to pray 
specifically over three things as we do that. One, that our missio communities will multiply, as I said. Uh, and that's not to, that is not just to make more space for me to be more comfortable in my living room. <laughs> that is not just to be able to say we have more MCs at the end of the year than we did at the start of the year. I don't care about that. We don't care about numbers right here, right? <laughs> that is so that I can make space in my living room to invite more people who need to know Jesus into it so that you can make space in your living room so that you can invite more people who need to know Jesus into your living room. Does that make sense? Uh, right now, it's, it's kind of at this weird stage where it's like, I'm gonna dismiss you to class in a moment, don't worry. <laughs> My son's giving me this signal. Um, but there, it's like, okay, we're small and yet there's not enough room. So we need to open up more homes for that. Uh, so that's one prayer. The second one is that our MCs then, as I said, would be able to invite more people in, that we would be intentional in that, strategic in that, that we would be prayerful in that. It wouldn't just, it's not gonna just happen, right? It's not just gonna, okay, we've made some space and we got this like cool thing happening in our house now. If you build it, they will come. That's not the way it works. But that we would be intentional in those relationships and conversations we have outside of this community and inviting people into it. And then finally, three, Say you're not in an MC at all. All this is like, okay, this doesn't apply to me. We can all pray this together. That our own individual tables in our home would be more open and more diverse. Who are you inviting to come sit around your table and share a meal with you? Now, when we think about these three ideas uh, formed by God together, for the sake of others. I want us just to examine how Jesus did this, okay? Jesus formed a group of disciples to follow him. He formed them daily with his habits, his routines, uh, his, his patterns of getting away and spending time with the Lord, how he would teach them, how they would see him interact with other people. He, he was their rabbi, their teacher. He formed them, but he formed them together. You have Simon the Zealot, and Matthew, the tax collector, enemies. Simon would have wanted to kill Matthew. That's not an exaggeration. That's what the zealots did. And yet, they became not just fellow disciples, not just friends even. They became brothers. They became unified together as one because of Jesus. But what did Jesus use in order to make that happen? He used the battlefield of ministry. He brought them day in and day out to go visit the sick and the poor and the needy and those who needed to hear good news. And as they engaged in the work Jesus called them to, for the sake of the world coming to hear the good news, they were more deeply formed and they became more cohesive together in community. That's my prayer for us, that we would actually engage in the work God has called us to, to love our neighbors, and that that would reinforce us being formed more deeply in relationship with God and formed more deeply together as a community. Uh, so let's pray for that. I'm gonna dismiss our kids though. Go ahead and head over to your fourth through sixth class. Tammy's gonna play a little bit while we pray.